2: So you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show through the podcast. But what you're doing is you're stealing from what you're doing. Why
3: why do you? Is you're coming to my home,
2: knocking food out of my kids'
3: mouths. That's what you're doing. He's unstable, my friends. Don't listen to him. But this
2: is the week we're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Instead of giving us money for the podcast, how about you give money to the Warrior Foundation Freedom
3: Station? Oh, my gosh. The work they do, soldiers, sailors, Marines, uh, a lot of whom have been terribly injured, some PTSD, some traumatic brain injury, and when they need it the most, when they could fall through the cracks and become a statistic or, or their lives just fall apart, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there to save them, and it's all volunteer. Over 94% of the money goes directly to the guys. I mean, their overhead is tiny.
2: We got a goal of 300000 this week. Go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. armstrongandgetty.com. a new poll found that America's favorite Christmas movie is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
4: Yeah. While America's least favorite is still Frosty Deals with the harsh reality of climate change.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, which reminds me, we've got a list of the 16 popular Christmas songs that should be pulled off the radio because of their uh, controversy now that we've all stopped playing the Bill Cosby Christmas song that Joe tried to explain away the other day. Please. Baby, it's cold outside is
3: a charming uh, glimpse back in an earlier era, and at uh, Christmas date rape. No, it's not. So long. It's not is the point. But we've got you s- ignoramus. We've got sixteen
2: Christmas songs. Santa
3: hates you. We've got sixteen Christmas songs that should be pulled from the radio. Stay tuned for that. And speaking of Christmas, why is Jesus in a cage? Stay with us. The answer will make you want to retch. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. And we so, will
2: get to that Facebook story. They got a big trial going on in Great Britain and some of their internal emails and messages going around, including some Zuckerberg conversations. And they've known exactly what they were doing for a very long time. And the whole point of them making a lot of money was was harvesting your information using it. Right. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't intended to be private.
3: It wasn't an accident. To, we really just want people to come together and see pictures of their nephews and nieces. Right. No. No, from the beginning, in every way. Anyway, uh, so uh, listen here. You get your uh, your China relationship in the headlines these days. And I find it so interesting. I really, uh, there are days I would like to just uh, go on a sabbatical, but you don't have that in real life. Um, and just study the relationship with China. China! So perhaps you've uh, noticed that the market has plunged like a rock the last couple of days. And a lot of people are, you know, particularly on the left, they're blaming Donald J. And, uh, and they have, you know, at least a, some point... The one thing the market can't stand is uncertainty, and the one thing it loves is certainty. It would rather have bad certainty than than, than uncertainty, and or there's a huge amount of uncertainty right now, and I'm going to leave out the arrest of that Chinese executive for a minute, because um, it was a little inconvenient to my point. We talked to an expert on all sorts of stuff, actually, but an expert on China yesterday, and we'll have long-form podcast ready for you any minute now, right? Today, you think, Hanson? Yeah, beautiful. Um, and, and he said the same thing in virtually the same words a lot of really, really smart people we've talked to have said. they said, listen, I got a lot of problems with Donald Trump, and I've criticized him pretty harshly, but the stuff he's doing with trade in China right now is really good, and and he necessary. was unequivocal, and and yeah, and absolutely necessary, and you know uh, the metaphor I would use is and and anybody who's lived through this knows exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever left an abusive spouse or contemplated leaving them, or maybe you had a terrible childhood and and you knew you had to escape and that sort of thing, what is the one thing you had more than anything? Uncertainty. Fear. What's going to happen? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? What's the reaction going to be? All about uncertainty. And we are in an abusive, terrible relationship with China right now that was based on them being a pathetic emerging economy with mostly people squatting in huts. And, and the, the per capita GDP was like $1.75 back in the day because they were really, really a backward country. Um, and, and the relationship is completely out of balance And Donald J. is trying to fix it, which is absolutely necessary. But it's causing gigantic levels of uncertainty. But that is absolutely necessary. And we're going to be okay. Eventually, the status quo couldn't continue. It could not. That would be terrible policy if it did. And it was cowardice on the uh, part of a lot of our leaders in the past. That it's continued as long as it has. Now, having said that, busting that uh, that Chinese magnate, that executive in Canada, and arresting her and everything, and dragging her into a U.S. prison. That's kind of tough timing. I don't know if that was coordinated. Could it be a gesture of, you know, this is how blanking serious we are, make my day, uh, by the Trump administration? Um. Seems mighty bold. Mm. There's no, there's no arguing that Huawei is like a gigantic. It was if you're not following the news, and I'm sorry. Sometimes I assume people have read and seen everything I've read and seen this morning, which is a bad assumption. Uh, This the big the CFO in effect of Huawei, that giant uh, Chinese tech firm, got arrested in Canada. She was switching planes. And the, uh, the Mounties jumped down from their mooses and uh, cuffed her. <laughs> they ride said, mooses. Oh, yeah. And uh, said, you're bareback, too. They just hold on to the antlers. It's mm. a years of training. Uh, but they, they <laughs> threw the cuffs on her and said, you're going to America, babe. And, uh, and uh, China's uh, putting on the old angry act. They're a stomping and a spitting. <laughs> uh, and, and it's absolutely true that we need to do something about all the technology theft. It's just shameless. And they were doing business with Iran. When they were supposed to be paying attention to the sanctions in the U.N. They were doing business with
0: North Korea when they weren't supposed to be doing it. I mean, this this chick is dirty, man. Huawei was the maker of one of those phones that the Defense Department said that we shouldn't be using as Americans. There's
3: no way we should be using any Chinese technology, Chinese manufactured technology in our critical infrastructure and military. But anyway. Can uh, I eat sweet and sour pork? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gobble it down. Gobble it down. It's good for you. And they, there's no chance there's a chip in that that's going to worm its way into your intestines and, and uh, track you for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, it's, this is some timing arresting this gal. Um... Where this ends, I do not know. And listen, the process of doing something really difficult that's going to cause uncertainty, but you have to do it, sometimes it ends up really pretty well. So a lot of your worries were misplaced. Sometimes it's disastrous. <laughs> and it's not clear which one's it's going to be but the idea that it's just trump being an idiot you just you're wrong you're wrong the, we did the list the other day
2: of um the um YouTube stars that made the most money last year with the number one made like $27 million. Seven-year-old kid who reviews toys.
3: I tell you, one thing you didn't do, Jack, is put Jesus in a cage. Stay with us. And uh, so I've been
2: talking about how there maybe there's never been a greater age in the history of the world where you could get rich so quickly if you have a good idea. But mm-hmm. a guy tried it. He came up with an idea and talking about how easy or not it is to become a YouTube star. So maybe we'll get to that coming up. Or okay. an Instagram star or any of those things. I've heard there's a
3: lot of competition. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah. But you know, it's That's true
3: always. of a lot of stuff.
2: Um, do you right. want to tell us about Jesus in a cage before baby we do? Baby
3: Jesus in a cage. Can you believe a, it? This will give He's you
2: an opportunity. Like
1: a little baby. That's
2: right, Mr. <laughs> President. One last opportunity to donate uh, to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Go to ArmstrongandGetty.com before we do a total. ArmstrongandGetty.com.
3: I promised you you'd be annoyed by this story. If I'm right, you need to donate ten to ten thousand dollars, whatever's best for you, to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, saving lives, performing miracles. When our heroes need it the most. St. Susanna's Catholic Parish in Dedham, Massachusetts. Baby Jesus is in a cage. And the wise men are walled off. Now, I thought, oh, because people keep stealing the baby Jesus. Because you hear about that sometimes. Well, no. Pastor Father Stephen Joe Soma says, For the parish, the crèche is meant to be thought-provoking. We try to take a picture of the world as it is and put it together with a Christmas message. The message this year questions peace on earth since Jesus represents migrant children. Migrant children being held at the southern border, separated from their parents. That's why baby Jesus is in a cage. The wise men, because they are caging babies, as we know, at the border. The wise men are the caravan of migrants behind the border wall. They believe it's very much the message of Jesus. Jesus was about taking care of one another. This is not the way to take care of one, or one another. We're trying to reflect back a reality that has to be looked at. Jesus was a smart guy. I think you could have explained to
2: him the idea of borders and welfare state and countries and all this sort of stuff, immigration policy. I think he'd have caught on.
3: All right, right, right. Uh, parishioner Phil Mandeville says Jesus was no stranger to politics. Christ was political. He was hung on a cross for making political statements and bucking authority, and that's exactly why he died. That is rather a broad brush, sir. <laughs> that is a highly questionable statement, and you are a half-wit. And furthermore, take baby Jesus out of the cage. It's just tasteful.
2: Um, hmm. I just got a
3: text. Uh, hmm. He, he, Oh, he's looking at the tote board. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Uh, How about we do it when we come back? Do what? Uh, The update. <laughs> oh, okay. The update. Okay, super. Super. Plus, I want that Facebook dirt. I want the truth about Zuckerberg. His band of thieves. Data thieves. Exploited. They're practically mining into our bone marrow and sucking us dry.
2: Well, and that's been their whole plan for for many years. And they acted like... You know, we're just about people getting together and co- and
3: connecting. and Senator, if your bone marrow was re- removed, I'm sorry about that. I'll have my team get back to you about where your marrow is.
2: <laughs> and uh, he's a lion liar. he was He was blessed by genetics to look like an innocent child. right. But, but he's a malevolent spirit run amok. When you think about Zuckerberg, you should put his personality in Steve Bannon's body and face. <laughs> wow. Because he's more that. Wow. <laughs> at, at least. Steve Bannon, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The
4: conscience of the, of nation. Of the nation.
0: Again.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Street lights along the highway Throwing shadows in the dark And the memories keep on turning To the rhythm of a
2: President Trump met with the Bush family at Blair House. Here he is, arriving by presidential
3: motorcade. Um, Here's the thing. Blair House is literally across the street from the White House, and Trump used the motorcade to travel 250 yards. That's like mailing a letter to your wife because she's upstairs and you can't find the remote.
2: That's a funny punchline, but the setup is, well, we talked about this yesterday. It's When you're the president of the United States, they don't let you walk 250
3: yards. Very often, no. Not in a crowded metropolis like DC. Right. Um,
2: but I like the bunch. <laughs> Send a letter to my wife. I can't
3: find the remote, dear honey.
2: Ah, uh, darn it! I got distracted. I hate when I get distracted. Um. So, somebody sent us a list of all the Christmas songs that should be banned. In addition to, baby, it's cold outside. Because uh, it is a, uh, a song that uh, is not in keeping it's with hashtag com- Me Too.
3: completely misinterpreted by presentism.
2: Well, I'll tell you what I do. I, I came across this yesterday. Um, radio stations across the country, a lot of them are, are pulling it off the air. And if I was a PD somewhere, I would too. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Why wouldn't you? There's a gazillion Christmas. stands
3: Christ- for program director and the radio bills. There's a
2: gazillion Christmas songs. I'm not in the business of making a historical point by running my for-profit radio station playing
3: Christmas music. That's cowardice to me. <laughs> you have to stand up for the classics.
2: It's not exactly a hill I want to die on in terms of making an argument of making sure that people hear, Baby, It's Cold Outside. So <laughs> good I can under- It's charming. I can understand why it's the not being played.
3: Between the two, they're
2: obviously very fond of one another. Um, but we got a list of all the songs that should be pulled off the air, but I can't find it now because we get so many texts, which is awesome. I'm glad we do it. 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC.
0: I'm, I'm taking a hardline stance that the only Christmas song that should be played is Little Drummer Boy. All the other ones with Fala La 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 and all that. You sound, you're sound you sounding like a bunch of crazy people. No, wow. you're a bitter, bitter man. I like are the, charming.
2: I like the Michael Buble Christmas album. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Um, but my wife doesn't like it. We went with Sinatra last night for de- decorating the tree. Everybody could agree on Frank Sinatra's Christmas. Mm. A lot of standards. I like standards. I like regular Christmas songs. I do not like pop Christmas songs. Oh, boy. I like them sung in a fairly Very traditional particular. way. So does my wife. Yeah. So at least, you know, that, that's an agreement. Do you have the Harry
3: Connick album? It's fabulous. Pretty traditional? Uh, um, little something for everyone.
2: Clapton's it's got... terrific, though. Clapton, Eric Clapton's got a new Christmas album. D- a few traditional, but... Does he not have enough money or what? It's a pretty good album, actually. I'm kind of enjoying it. I've listened to it, I think, mm-hmm. every day since it came mm-hmm. out. Is it Blues
3: Blues Christmas?
2: Two of them are. The other ones, it's everything. He puts a reggae one in there because he's in love with reggae. God, I hate reggae. Wow. But anyway, it's got <laughs> wow. a bunch of different music. Yeah.
3: Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine what the conversation's like when you're deciding what sort of music to play at Jack's house? <laughs> Don't mention just don't mention reggae. It hey, oh. was this
1: song on the list. This is the one that you always hate, Jack. Santa baby, oh, yeah, just yeah. slip a sable yeah. under okay. the tree that's, that's whorish.
2: for me. Again, and materialistic. It's this a, one uh, disgusting. Is shouldn't be played because it's extortion. Apparently, she offers something. Unless you do this, I won't do that. So that's extortion. So we shouldn't allow that in our Christmas song. <laughs> and or it's just willingly trading, you know, sexual favors, prostitution. <laughs> right? It's prostitution. Santa Let's do an update for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station as we try to raise three hundred thousand dollars this week, Gladys. Drum roll we are currently at. One hundred and ninety six thousand nine hundred and thirty-eight American dollars. Wow. So we're gonna hit two hundred thousand dollars
3: soon. That's really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's yep. wonderful. Keep
0: giving as generously as you can if you haven't yet. Ten bucks or ten thousand. I see one gentleman contributing twenty seven dollars, uh named B. Sanders. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who that could be, but we uh,
3: we got an email from his alter ego. I saw that earlier this morning. Very
2: amusing, my friend. Um, I got to admit earlier in the week with a, a number of people that have donated already to victims of these horrifying fires, I thought it might be kind of a tough haul to get to 300 grand, but it looks like uh, we're on track. But I don't I don't want to I don't want to, to, to you know, to take away the, uh, the the excitement of uh, people wanting to donate. Sure. If you're thinking, uh, right, I guess I don't need to donate. They've got plenty of money. Doesn't work that
3: way. well. No, there's so much need. I mean, my goodness. We, and we haven't mentioned this enough. Hanson, yell at us. Yell at us. We're trying to send the 300 plus uh, wounded warriors at, uh, at Balboa Park Naval Medical Center home for the holidays to be with their families. Because these, these are kids, man. These are mostly young soldiers, sailors, Marines. They're wounded, they're rehabbing, they're undergoing surgery after surgery in some of their cases. They're folks struggling with PTSD, and, and they can't afford to go home for the holidays. And so we're trying to get them plane tickets. And the it's not only nice and sentimental and sweet; it's incredibly helpful to their healing and their rehabbing. We've talked to uh, Sandy, the volunteer president of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, about this many times. It's incredibly energizing for these guys and gals to be back with their families and 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 their brothers and sisters and have dad ribbing them and just mom making them pies, and it's just incredibly important and we're trying to send them home. So give what you can give at armstrongandgetty.com.
2: Um yeah. I'm sorry. I am so distracted. I shouldn't I shouldn't be involved in this show. Maybe I should go home. <laughs> um Frosty the snowman is sexist. It's not a snowwoman, obviously. That's oh no, Lord!
0: Snow person. We didn't ask Frosty how, exactly. how he, she, it wants to be identified,
2: assigned a gender to. Yeah, what to are the your pronouns, person? Frosty? Do you hear what I hear? Blatant disregard for the hearing impaired. <laughs> it's it's
3: rubbing it in their faces, really. Uh, have yourself a merry little kiss, Christmas. Come well, on, that, well, wait—that's that song. That song works its way through the deaf, the unsighted, the uh what is it? Do you know what I know? The ignorant. <laughs> it mocks the ignorant. It's a nightmare.
2: Um, Mistletoe and Holly. I don't even know if I know that song. Overeating. That's one of my favorites. Folks stealing a kiss or two. How did the song ever even see the light of day? Right. Um, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Wow. Wow. Just
3: wow. Wow. How do you do that? Uh, Take him to
2: a musical theater. <laughs> Winter Wonderland, The Parson Demands They Get Married, Force Partnership is obviously not cool. Rudolph the Red Nerves, Your Bullying. That is kind of an interesting one.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about that song the other day. Did uh, It was written by, uh, G- who, who wrote that? Was it Roy? Jimmy Riker? Roy- who wrote that song? I wonder if he just needed a line. You know, he just needed a rhyme. And let's see, what rhymes with the same? I mean, they wouldn't let him play a game. All right, that's fine. Then moving along and it's 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 it turns it sad and ugly
2: yeah although it's part of life it was a part of my life and it's a part of life for kids still today so yeah i don't know yeah. um uh most wonderful time of the year everybody telling you to be of good cheer that's depression shaming obviously <laughs> if you're suffering from depression Clearly. you should uh, you should turn that around on your own White Christmas is racist, obviously. Mm. Uh, The Christmas song, Open Fire is Pollution. Folks dressed up like Eskimos, cultural appropriation. Oh, my God, clearly. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. (laughs) There are very few Christmas songs that should be played on the radio, obviously. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Folks dressed up like Eskimos. We can't have
4: that. We can't have that. Cultural appropriation. There are people not a costume. Come on. Let's get the news, or know what's coming up in the news, Marshall, I'll just released, emails reveal Facebook's real mission, making money and crushing competition. Yes. North Korea not backing off from nukes, and we have the unveiling of bacon vending machines. What? Plus, cheesecake giveaway turns ugly. Stay with us. How soon can I get
2: to a bacon vending machine? That's what I want to know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: You podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. You
2: know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid.
3: But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it and help our, uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. And you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys.
2: So just go to armstrongegetty.com to donate it. hoping that the United States catches on like Europe apparently did years ago on how these tech companies are uh, doing something that's uncool. They're using our personal private lives to profit without our permission. You want to give them permission? Fine. But they should have to ask. Or knowledge. Yeah,
3: going back years as we're about to find out on Facebook. Well, and they cleverly find ways to kind of ask but not really uh, it's all just so duplicitous. Uh, here's what you need to do. Every time you hear the name Mark Zuckerberg, picture uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the first Terminator when the Terminator was evil and murderous. Because he's got that uh, Cupid doll little red-haired innocent face thing going, and he really has should have the face of an evil evil uh, monster. So, I don't know. Pick your own. Godzilla?
2: Let's get the news now Marsha Phillips.
4: And more Facebook revelations coming out. New York Times reporting British lawmakers released 250 pages worth of internal emails showing Facebook execs discussing ways to undermine their competitors, obscure their collection of user data, and above all, ensure their products kept growing. The emails originally sealed well, evidence. Well, last
3: part is just doing business. Sure. I mean, you used your insidious
4: tone, but... To ensure they were growing? Well, yes, they ought to. But go on, back to the sins. The emails were originally uh, sealed evidence in a suit that was brought against Facebook by an app developer. They were seized by a British committee looking into Facebook's practices and released to the public this week. Now, amongst the major revelations, Facebook engineered ways to continually collect Android users' data without alerting them getting around Android's privacy policies where users had to opt in to let their data be collected. This to me
2: was the most damning part of the story. For some reason a lot of people are focusing on the other nugget, which is that they were punishing various vendors right. or you know holding back information that sort of stuff. But the conversations about how they were trying to mine Android users data without them knowing is really really let you know what they were up to as far back as 2012. Because um, they figured out, if we do this, Android phone software is going to pop up a screen asking whether or not you want to opt in. And they didn't want that. They thought people will be on to us. So they came up with a way to write their program so that it got around that. Right. Wow. And they could still get the information. Right. They didn't want you to know what was happening. Because they knew people would be bothered by it. The media would catch on. Well, I can read the... Uh, you probably had this, but... Um, Here's a, a, a Facebook's Mike Labou in a 2015 email that said it's a pretty high-risk thing to do from a PR perspective right. if we do it the way it's currently uh, written. The screenshot of a scary Android permission screen will become a meme. It'll go around the web. The press will catch on to it, and there'll be all kinds of stories about Facebook tracking people's information. So they rewrote the programming so they wouldn't have to get the information. They knew that would look bad. This has been their plan for years, to take your information without you knowing it. And they knew that people would hate it and go crazy if they right. found out. So this whole, we didn't know people cared about their private information, is a load of crap. This whole idea that it just kind of accidentally happened, it was we weren't doing it on purpose. We just That's a load of crap. Well, it's all a
3: load of crap. Right. Yeah, I think the mask is off, finally. And that is, I've arrived Arrived at my, my final advice for you. Picture Mark Zuckerberg, okay? Now picture him... Like, as if it's on a hinge, removing his fake face, and you see the wires in the gears and the glowing red eyes of an evil cyborg under that innocent face. That's the way to picture Mark
0: Zuckerberg. So the the app company that uh, initiated this lawsuit that got all these paperwork revealed in Discovery, uh, the app was called Bikini, and it was uh, designed to help people find Facebook pictures of women in bikinis. And so they would... A noble endeavor. Yeah, yeah. I, I just find that an interesting sidebar to the, the thing that might lead to the ultimate fall was a an app that was designed to get people to look at women in bikinis. Now, what,
2: now, one yep. line in, the, the I think, the New York Times version yep. of the story mentioned your call logs and texts, and yes. it didn't clarify, like, a log of what numbers the texts were coming from or the actual content
3: of the texts. Were
2: they taught? Did they mean the texts? Texts that they were harvesting. Well, and why do they have a record
3: of everybody I text? Well, That's they shouldn't. But insidious. Well, and yeah. they figured out a way to do it without
2: right. you knowing or right. giving permission.
3: Right. 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 in And game. sold it
2: to companies because when the whole uh, what's the company that gets all the attention?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Right. The one with the big scandal. With the big scandal yeah.
2: and they act like the Russians and Trump and all that sort Cambridge, of stuff. And- oh, Cambridge, Cambridge, yeah, and-, Cambridge yeah. and then acting like that one company did something untoward to get this information. Right. No. This is what you were doing. You were getting this info and selling it to people. <laughs> right. And the more
4: yes. they the more they spent, the more info you gave them. Right. Another note, Mark Zuckerberg in some of these um, emails uh, said he was looking for ways for Facebook to be the center of everyone online, everyone online social life. He argued then that app developers shouldn't have to pay to connect their apps to Facebook's developer platform. They should get free access as long as they sent their data back to Facebook. So what Europe has done, they've made everything you have to opt in.
2: Yeah. You got to opt in. And who would opt in to? Sure, you can have information of everybody I call and everywhere I go. Who would opt in for that? Practically nobody. Right,
4: right. It's a bizarre ask. Sure. On another tasty note, Ohio State University now has a bacon vending machine on campus. Oh, yeah. Time to go back to college. <laughs> it offers strips of bacon and bacon bits for a dollar. Well, you can't
2: legalize. Maybe these go together. You legalize marijuana and then have bacon vending machines. Yes. Wow. Yes.
4: <laughs> right inside this store. All the money from the bacon vending machine will go towards the meat science program at OSU. The meat science program. Yes. There you go. Anyway, that's the uh, first time I've ever heard of a bacon vending machine on campus or anywhere else. wonder how fresh it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's fresh, fresh enough. enough. Fresh enough, yeah. right. Uh, there you go, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> Leftover bacon's got to be in pretty bad shape before I don't eat it.
3: Sure. they got it all bagged up or something. Sure. It'll be fine. You can put lipstick on a pig. That's right. It's still a pig. Bacon, proof that God loves us. All you have to do is apply heat, and it fries itself. I mean, it is just amazing. It's the wonder food. It's it's pig, yo. So,
2: so Berkeley can't treat conservatives different than they treat liberals,
0: it turns out.
3: No. Uh, virtually every allegation, every accusation, we made during the unholy period in which uc berkeley was clearly discriminating against any conservative thought a judge has said yeah you're right you're completely right and has sided with the young conservatives uh, at uc berkeley we'll talk to uh, one of their attorneys in a moment coming up on the armstrong and getty show
1: armstrong and getty the conscience of the nation The Armstrong and Getty
3: Show.
2: We like Jonah Goldberg around here. He's a writer, thinker, and he uh, gave a little speech the other day about how schools need to embrace a civic education that values patriotism over victimhood. I want to talk a little bit about that as I've seen that play out in uh, local schools myself.
3: Absolutely. I'd love to talk about that. Sounds great. And it can be an informed, smart patriotism. I have no problem with that. Well, of course. It ought to be a, you know, well, as I've said, the United States of America is not the government. It's the Constitution and its people. It's a share of set a set of shared beliefs. Or a set of shared beliefs. Or a share of set beliefs. Or <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You believe what you're going to believe. I don't want to live like a refugee. Uh, so, a great moment Great moment. The Young America Foundation, which um, is a uh, right-leaning group that represents the interests of, uh, well, in particular, in this case, young uh, groups uh, on campuses, college campuses, that swing a little conservative and are just taking it in the teeth. And they won a huge victory after a year in front of what they describe as the hostile Ninth Circuit Court. Um The Young America Foundation lawsuit settled over the weekend with UC Berkeley agreeing to the following terms set by Young America's Foundation. We're talking about that period of, what was it, a couple of years ago to about a year ago when any conservative speaker that came onto the UC Berkeley campus, and we're talking about, I mean, some just super smart, intellectuals, thought-provoking, I'd like you to consider this policy idea types. We're not talking, you know... uh, and and there's no excuse anyway. Even if it is like a Milo Yiannopoulos or an agitator or something like that, there's no excuse. But some of these people who are portrayed at UC Berkeley as as you know Nazis and the rest of it were the milk toastiest of thinkers. So anyway, it was that period where every time a conservative would show up, there'd be a riot, and Antifa would smash people's heads with bike locks and and fight them and and beat down young girls with impunity. They're in beautiful Berkeley. But here are the terms agreed to by UC Berkeley. They will pay Young America's Foundation $70,000. They will rescind their unconstitutional high-profile speaker policy. They've rescinded the viewpoint discriminatory security fee policy. And they have abolished the heckler's veto. Protesters will no longer be able to shut down conservative expression. In a little more detail, uh, no longer can UC Berkeley place a 3 p.m. curfew on conservative speech. Saying it's for safety reasons. Oh wow! Yeah, no longer can you see Berkeley ban advertisements for Young America's Foundation sponsored campus lectures, which they had because it's too controversial. It it upsets people. So, and the incredibly galling part of this to me is that you have virtually an entire faculty marching in lockstep, teaching these impressionable young people that. Anybody who thinks differently than the, uh, the, the faculty is not only wrong, but they're awful, evil, dangerous people, and probably Nazis. And they whip them up into this ideological fervor that's disturbingly reminiscent of, you know, the uh, the Red Guard under Chairman Mao or the young people under uh, Pol Pot who slaughtered the millions in, uh, in uh, Cambodia or that unfortunate European regime in the 30s and 40s who had youth named after the chancellor. Anyway, um... That sort of fervor that moves people to violence over the smallest of ideological, you know, divisions—it's sickening.
2: Well, and it's also that weirdness, especially on a college campus of of anywhere, that you don't have enough belief that your ideas would win the argument if you had a room full of people. Right. You don't believe you could win the argument. Oh no! no so those s-
3: those other beliefs are so evil they shouldn't even be spoken. So you're you're scared that if somebody utters the other side that all of a sudden everybody will go over to that side? Right, like it's saying Voldemort or something like that. Uh, And I'm sorry, I was working so hard not to mention Hitler that I lost my thread, my point, that a university having spent all that energy and time whipping its students up into a fervor, then has a, a speaker that represents a different point of view on campus, and the university says, well, we gotta, we can't really let them speak or advertise, and, and we're going to cancel it or put them way over there or whatever, because there's so much anger. They cause so much anger. Yeah, why do you think that is, you
2: lunatics? I heard a good Hitler joke the other day. I don't remember the whole setup. Wow, that's but, uh, that statement alone could end our career. <laughs> but the punchline was something to do with time machines. And Hitler in 1914 and him saying, I'm a struggling artist. Why is everybody trying to kill me? <laughs> oh,
3: oh, oh, yeah. yeah okay. was kind, is of, kind of, of a clever turn, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. No longer can UC Berkeley relegate conservative speakers to remote or inconvenient lecture halls on campus while giving leftist speakers access to preferred locations. Further, the policy that allowed Berkeley administrators to charge conservative students $20,000 for security for Ben Shapiro who is, well, anyway, if you don't know who Ben Shapiro is, he is a 100% legitimate thinker. Um, God, an and having th-
2: having him on your college campus is a great thing to do. And right. Ha- and, and he takes all that's kinds exactly of questions. exactly what a college ought to be. Sure, and he takes all kinds of questions, and students stand up, and they argue back and forth. That's, that's
3: awesome. There's right. so many YouTube videos of that. It's really good stuff. It's great, but they charged the young conservative guys $20,000 for Ben Shapiro, which was triple what they charged uh, a progressive group to host uh, Sonia Sotomayor, the progressive Supreme Court justice, on uh, based on the thinking that well, Ben Shapiro very controversial, people well, will be angry that he's here, and it's so a, it's a yeah, if you're going to bring him here, you got to write us a check for twenty gur. It's a pretty good ploy
2: somebody's coming to your campus and most people don't know who it is. Right. You scream and yell that it's Hitler right? and get people all fired up, and then you say, boy, people are really fired up. We're going to need a lot of security.
3: Or we probably ought to cancel it because it's too dangerous. (laughs) They're fired
2: up because you've been saying for the last week that Hitler's coming to the campus. Right. But then when they get fired up, you say, we're going to need a lot of security, and we can't afford it. So
3: Right. So unless you can fork over tens of thousands of dollars as a bunch of starving college kids, it's not going to happen. Unless students are handling money or serving alcohol in an event, the security fee will be zero. Uh, blah, 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 YFA, uh, or or Young Americans Foundation, YAF, I should say, calls it a win for free speech and a blow to radical Antifa mobs. It means university facilities will be available to students on a first-come, first-served basis. No more, uh, ideological litmus test. And transparency and accountability have replaced the notoriously murky process previously enforced by UC Berkeley administrators because Young America's Foundation, um... Wouldn't flinch in the fight. Uh, so there you go. And their final statement, Yf's landmark victory for free expression, expression long squelched by Berkeley's scheming administrators who weaponized flawed policies to target conservatives, showed that the battle for freedom undertaken by Yf on campuses nationwide is a necessary one. I would agree. Um, and I would never, ever, 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 ever Suggest there should be a heckler's veto or additional charges or the cancellation of some lefty just because I don't like what Absolutely they think. Absolutely. You're not. a coward. You are a coward and you're pathetic and your, your, your so called knowledge is so clouded by your lack of wisdom. My God, you're dangerous you people who think like that
2: another good hitler thought so um oh boy. on the whole uh i'm a struggling artist in 1914 why is everybody trying to kill me remember our old producer dominic who we've been reminiscing about because he died last week he would do dominic asks a question we would do that every once in a while right and his question once and we had a good discussion is would you kill baby hitler that was his question which is a tough one yeah. for, uh, for obvious reasons yes you, you could possibly save Many millions of people. On the other
0: hand, it's, it's uh, you know... If you think it's a tough question, you're not the person for the job. Uh,
3: <laughs> wow. Wow, yeah. We're not going to send a waffler to kill baby Hitler.
2: Get out! I think my answer was, can I just, like, take the baby under my arms and raise him in a different way? I think he'd have a different outcome.
3: That's You know, it's funny. When you reminded me that that was Dominic's question, I thought, that's such a stupid worn-out old... But then I remembered <laughs> the discussion, Yeah, and it was about... Genetics, and nurture, and nature, and, and wait evil. a minute, what, and, and the nature of evil, and, and human experience, and yeah, wait a minute, instead of killing them, can I do this, or it's not inevitable that, wait a minute, and then you get into the whole time travel conundrum, and I'm not high, so it's <laughs> difficult to go down that road very far without realizing this is a rabbit hole, alright, this is dumb. Um, becoming a YouTube sensation,
2: how easy is it or not? as we're seeing how many people made money in the last
3: year with their Instagram sites or their YouTube pages or whatever. And I have a couple of very amusing, very revealing stories about Instagram influencers. (laughs) These are the stars.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.